Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to some legends here in the Charlotte market, Jermaine and Damian Johnson, and they're the founders of No Grease. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, David. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a hectic schedule. you got the weekend coming. We had St. Patrick's Day this past week. you got, yes. a, busy holiday, you know, got a busy weekend with customers, so I appreciate you squeezing me into a busy schedule. Uh, thanks for having us. My pleasure. So, Jermaine and Damien, you guys can decide who can kick us off, but start with the why. Why did you guys decide to start No Grease? Well, this is Jermaine, and the why is, you know, that's a, a very important question in business. And I think uh, over time, it's 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 grown, it's, it's sophisticated somewhat. But initially, you know, for most entrepreneurs, you know, they just want to be their own boss. They want to do their own schedule. They want to, you know, control their money. Uh, you know, that was the beginning when we, when we were young. So, when, you know, we started at uh, 24 uh, when we opened up No Grease. So we were very young. Um, so my why has 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 morphed into something bigger, you know, you know, developing people uh, who develop their families, who turn around and develop the community. And it all begins with a haircut. And so our why is now is to, to kind of build people up. Uh, that's that's what it's morphed into. And I, I, that, this is Damien. I just add also, you know, creative expression was a big part of our uh, why. Also, you know, being natural artists, you know, uh, our foundation has always been business, but we're we're also artists. So we wanted to creatively express ourselves through our work. So being 24 years old, I have a question for you. Did you have entrepreneur parents that said, guys, go for it? May the force be with you? Or did you have parents that were nine to fivers and said, are you guys crazy? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Our mother was a stylist and she had a small little shop when we were when we were young. So we was probably 12 or 13 watching her do her shop. She was a nurse before then. And then she started, you know, the hair industry. She got involved in it, went to school and all that stuff. And then we watched her open up her own small shop. And, you know, she didn't she never said, you know, you guys, you should do this or nothing like that, because we both went away to college. And, uh, you know, I think we ran away from being the entrepreneur and, um, you know, but came back very fast. And, uh, yeah, we, she definitely wasn't saying go do it. Interesting. So did you feel, so is there support from the family and friends? I, 24 is a young age to start a business. Yeah. But nowadays, people yeah, are starting we, younger and younger. So did you feel like you had the support of family and friends? Yeah, we definitely. Along the way, or how was that process? Or do you guys feel like you guys, hey, we can do this together. We're brothers. We've been together since our birth. And we'll you know go through some challenges. We may make some mistakes, but we'll, we'll get through this together. Did you have any of those moments when you first started? Or whose idea was it first? Was it Jermaine's or Damien's? Or did you guys kind of have the, the same aha moment at the same time. It was it was one of those things that we simultaneously had because we was cutting hair so young and we was just we just knew we would always probably open up a shop after school or whatever. At some point we knew we would open up a shop. It was just a matter of uh, you know, us just maturing. And uh I think, you know, it was definitely one of those moments that, you know, 
that the family had saw us cutting hair so early and we were pretty good at a very young age that it was like the natural progression for us in, in barbering. Uh, so no one was surprised and everyone pretty much supported us uh, early on. Excellent. That's great to hear. And it's so important to have a supportive family because it's not easy as you guys have attested over the last 20 years Yeah, uh, running a business. It's never easy. And there's lots of points where it's probably easy to go work for someone else, but then you don't have the same artistic flair. You have rules you have to follow. It's more of a get them in and get them out. It's less of the experience. Uh, so you had a chance to set your own rules and set your own experience, which if you don't mind, touch on that a little bit. What kind of experience you mentioned earlier, build people up. What type of experience for people to have when they get their haircut with you guys? Oh, wow. So it, you know what? It's so many. It's, so we like a three headed monster when it comes to the business. So we have the shops, uh, we have the, the franchisees and then we have the school. And so if I start with the school, we build them up like we're taking people off the streets or out of their their first career and they're in their second career and or they're coming home from, you know, being incarcerated. We're taking these people and we're giving them a blueprint that it pretty much gets them to stability. You know, so, you know, if I can get these people to st stability and stability is different for everybody so we can stabilize them by getting them uh, able to get housing for themselves or get their first car or you know, make their first uh, or get their credit straight. So, you know, we're building on that level when it comes to the school level. And then when it comes to the shop level, the experiences that the customer get, uh, you know, frankly, you know, you, you got mostly predominantly men coming into barbershops who very rarely get an opportunity to just let their hair down, you know, pun intended, but they get the chance to let their hair down and, and be themselves among the masculine group. And and so these people get the opportunity just to be themselves. And that's the unmasking that we like to kind of portray ourselves in our industry. We want you to just be yourself and unmask. And and then it's the uh and then it's the franchisees. You know, we, we want them to have an experience as an entrepreneur with our guidance, with our particular brand. You know, we're guiding them through an industry that they don't, they're not that familiar with, but they're trusting us to kind of walk them through the barber industry. And so they we want to give them an experience also. So it's it's a it's a couple of experiences like that we give. Excellent. Yeah. So since your mother was a stylist growing up, I assume you kind of grew up more in a, a beauty salon environment. Was it tough to transition to a barbershop experience instead? Nah, it, it really wasn't because the women that my mom was, you know, doing their hair, they would they would bring their kids to get their hair cut. So my mom was, you know, when we started, she was in the kitchen doing hair and we were in the basement cutting hair. So it 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 it, it ran simultaneously with her business. So it was pretty smooth for us. I say it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So share with me as you guys have grown no grease. What mistakes have you made? But most importantly, what did you learn from those mistakes? Dan, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, so mistakes. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, most, most small businesses always go or start underfunded, you know, so you always plan from behind there. Uh, you know, there's always some level of the I don't know uh, in business because in entrepreneurship, there, it's hard to have a rule book to, to start your business. It's just going to be some things you just don't know. And we, we didn't know a lot. 
And so we made a lot of mistakes. I always say that our work ethic outbeat our ignorance. You know, we worked really, really hard despite what we didn't know. So, you know, if you have the work ethic, you know, the the, the desire and the, the passion to, to really see your business succeed, you could get past any mistakes. Yeah, and I like to add, David, that, uh, you know, one of the mistakes that a lot of businesses make is that uh, they they don't open up to sell. Like, they open up to hold on to their business forever. And that means that they're probably going to have to work it forever. forever. So they don't open up with uh, thoughts of scalability. So, you know, when we opened up, you know, we were the we were everything. We were the, the manager, the owner, the, the worker, the, you know, the lawn. We, we was the lawn care people. We, we was the everything. We was the mechanic. We, we, we was the carpenter, the electrician. And so, you know, we didn't open up our business even thinking about scaling or putting together an infrastructure that could be duplicated by other people without us. And so we, you know, in the beginning, we worked our shops. Like, even when we opened up our second location, me and him just split up. So he was at one location. I was at the other location. And so, uh, you know, that that was a that I don't know if it's a mistake, but it is problematic to to not open up. Uh, thinking about selling or scaling. And so uh, I think that was a mistake in the beginning. Interesting. Yeah. So what would you say is the foundation of what makes No Grease unique? If that's not proprietary, I don't want to give away any secrets, of course, but <laughs> when you guys decided to launch this thing together, were there certain core values or certain elements of the experience you wanted to make sure wasn't every No Grease that opened? Yeah, I mean, professionalism was something that we, you know, we we hung our hat on. We really wanted to really give the the betrayal that, you know, our, our industry was a profession, not just, you know, guys just just having fun or just, you know, just, you know, just kicking the, you know, just kicking the, you know, whatever. We wanted, we wanted people to look at us as a profession. So we made sure that we put a structure and policy in place that that was uh professional uh second was i think culturally we wanted to be true to the culture so uh we we gave we gave our clients an experience that that they knew in every shot they would get so uh that was something that i think you know uh has made us different and 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 definitely set us apart uh in the industry yeah, I like to add that uh, you know, uh, you know, because we train like ninety percent of the barbers uh, that work with us, and when I say training, I mean before they became barbers, they got you know they got their training and they got their uh, you know uh, their hours to go to the state board and and take their test. They got it with us, so we we nurtured them all the way through the process. So it becomes like the you know the golden handcuffs. Uh, of 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 the business when you when you really training them through that process and a lot of barbershops and salons they they don't they don't train them from that early on they normally get them after they've been working years at some other salon or barbershop and then they put them into their uh infrastructure and you know you have to kind of build on top of you know some of the mess that's already been established as you know oftentimes practitioners pick up bad habits and so uh that makes us pretty unique uh, compared to a lot of, you know, shops in our industry, uh, the training part. 
Yeah, that's very important. But obviously, once you start creating bad habits, uh, it affects the brand. Yes. So it's nice if you get them early on, give them good foundations, good uh, fundamentals, and then they can grow from there. And I have to say, have their own player and own style. But and and I'm sorry, that's a fine line too. To give them a foundation, but yet allow them some creative freedom when it comes to talking to customers, working with customers, you know, cracking up with customers, you know, those type of things. Want them to have a good experience. That's they want the, the barber to feel comfortable, but at the same time, want them to follow certain guidelines for consistency from barber to barber. That's a great point, David, because, you know, we are we do live in a creative space. And, and like a lot of different industries, you know, when you have these creative forces, man, they want to be able to have some level of autonomy to, to do their own thing. But the, the 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 foundation is really what we, we're telling them that's going to last the longest. Like, so the thing that we're, we're teaching them, like, these are the fundamentals that last forever. Like, they're classic business ethics. They're, they're classic things that's going to last forever. So you can add your little, you know, your little bling to it. But, you know, you want to keep these basics in place. And so that's big in, uh, when you're dealing with, first of all, creatives and then people who have an entrepreneurial spirit themselves. Because that's the thing that's in our industry that makes a high turnover is because you have these guys who want to be entrepreneurs, but they really probably more talented and creative than they are entrepreneurial, but they don't know the difference yet. And so, uh, you know, we want to give them some space to kind of put their uh, fingerprint on, on the, on the experience. Makes sense. And I, I think that is a fine line between creating a, someone that's just such a talented barber and helping them grow the brand and maybe turn them into a, a store manager at some point versus maybe hyping them up too much and suddenly they leave and go start their own thing. Yeah. I, I assume that's kind of a fine line between how do you dance, how do you support, how do you motivate and create that bond with them. But if they have the entrepreneur spirit, if you create you know too much excitement in them and they have such a strong client base, you know, we're all eager to have our own place if we're able to handle it. Not everybody's ready for their own business. It's got to be a fine line. You guys have had a dance over time <laughs> Yeah. for, uh, you know, hyping them up, but yet not hyping them so much. They leave you and go start their own thing. And then they become competition. Yeah, David, that's, that's it. I like that, 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 uh, that comparison to uh, a dance and we have to keep our dancing shoes on, bro. Uh, Cause every individual have a, a different song. So we have to, you know, almost like name that tune and, and find out what, what actual song are we dancing to? Because ultimately, our goal is to get them to their next level. Whatever that level is, we want to help them get there. So if they dance in a different tune, you know, we've been we've been dancing a long time to a lot of different songs. So by the time we get to somebody and we hear the tune, we, we know how to get on beat. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So would you say your objective in some cases is to help them start their own barbershop? Overshop down the road, or would you say it's just to work within the No Grease brand and take on more responsibility with the brand as time goes on? No, I mean we definitely want them to uh, if the, if if uh, open up their own shop is their goal. Uh, we definitely want to help them get there. And I will say this, David, our our first goal for investment for them, you know, is home ownership. So we really like to steer them towards home ownership because you know as it's one thing, you know, to be a talent and to be in this industry doing the hair thing. Uh, but it's another thing to be an entrepreneur and actually own a brick and mortar space. So the first brick and mortar that we would love for them to do is to be a homeowner. And then, you know, if they still wanting to, you know, get into, you know, business uh, 
from a state of opening up a shop, of course we encourage them to open up their own shop. And if they want to open up a franchise or open up one of our franchisees, we want our franchisees, we 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 steer them that way. But we definitely uh are steering them towards home ownership first. That's right. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's lead me to my next question, which is a success story. And this could be someone that used to work for you years ago that now has their own business, has their own home, and came from nothing or came from a very challenging upbringing. Share with me a, a success story that you're just so proud of. And maybe there's two because there's two of you. Uh, but share something that just makes your heart so excited. You love being an entrepreneur. You love being in the business because of the people's lives you've touched over the years. I, I'll start. This is Damien. Uh, it's, it's one young man that started with, well, he actually, I met him at Johnson C. Smith. He was a, he was a, you know, I was a senior. He was a freshman in college. We were from the same hometown, Buffalo, New York. And, uh, you know, his cousin introduced us and, uh, you know, he cut hair. So he was about 17 at the time. I, I think I was about 20 at the time. And, uh, you know, I remember giving him, you know, my, my, my barber station and my barber chair that I used while I was at college. And I was kind of like, you know, passing the baton to him. And, uh, you know, he cut hair all through college and he ended up following, following me to the local barbershop that I was working in, in Charlotte. And so, uh, when we opened up No Grease, he, he ended up, you know, following us and, and joining us, you know, with No Grease. So, you know, some, you know, we, so that we opened up No Grease in 1997. We became a franchise in uh, 2017. And this young man became our first franchisee. He was the first uh, franchisee of our, uh, you know, of our franchise, you know, expansion. And uh, so his name is David Powell, man. I'm always, you know, humbled and honored that, you know, this young man I met at 17 uh, stayed with us. 20 years, you know, it was almost 20 years before he, he opened up his own, uh, you know, no grease. And so that's, that's one of my proud, proudest moments, man, uh, being in this business and, uh, and on this journey called entrepreneurship. Wow. That's, that's a great story. I, 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 I don't know how I even forgot about Dave, but that's, that's a great story. So mine, uh, David would be, uh, man, I've been in business long enough to to have a child a son and he's 17 years old now and i was able to get him through barber school early because we own the barber school and he's working in one of my shops in concord mills and so you know that's a that's a proud moment to stay in business long enough so that your child can work in that business and you know that's now that's real nepotism right there you know so you know um that's 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 I have a mini success story, but that's that's the one that I'm gonna hang my hat on today. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's always our dream is to give our business to our kids or inspire our kids so much they want to do what we did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and to to get that point is is an awesome experience. And I have to tell you, there's a lot of people that look up to you without even realizing it. Not just your son, uh, Damian, but there's a lot of young men that went to school with your kids or just were around you when they saw you with your building that you have no idea. They've never walked up to you and say, man, I am so proud of what you've done. Mm. So you've really community wise have, have really uh, become a mentor for so many people without even realizing it. And that's the coolest part about ownership is you just lead by example. And I'm sure you have some mentors as well. Yes. And maybe you can name one or two. 
but it, the most important thing is without even realizing it with the struggle you've been through the challenges you've gone through um that you picked up a lot of mentees along the way without even realizing it and i'm sure as time goes on as you decide to retire at some point 20 years from now whatever it may be <laughs> those mentees will come forward and say i have to tell you i've never told you before but i think you guys are fantastic and i love what you've done and I've grown up in your barbershop. My sons have grown up in your barbershop and we wouldn't have it any other way. And that's just going to make you feel so great. And that's going to be your, your pat in the back that you don't necessarily need or want, but it's great to know that you touched so many lives in the last 20 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, we've, we've actually had some of those experience uh, even now. So it, it, it definitely is motivation and it keeps you, keeps you going. It makes it all worth it. Exactly. Especially during the tough days. Okay. <laughs> it's a tough situation. Okay. Is there anything I didn't cover in the interview that you guys want to share with a listening audience about the journey, about the struggle, about anything about the business that you feel needs to be told for future entrepreneurs or uh, current entrepreneurs that are considering barbershops, maybe in a different part of the country? Anything you want to share that just adds to the, the interview that we haven't covered so far? Danny? Uh, I'll start. Uh, just for, for our listeners, the struggle is real. It is a real struggle, uh, but it's one of those struggles that, you know, it's like a fraternal struggle. When you look at another entrepreneur, you can look him in his eye and you can see that 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 same little twinkle that you got for what you what you're doing. And and you can see what they're doing and y'all just glean on each other and y'all really motivate each other. It might not ever say a word to each other, uh, but it's it's an energy that other entrepreneurs have that you understand you know it's beyond money it's beyond you know the pats on the back it's just something that's innately in a entrepreneur that they just it's just something that they're they're wired they just wired that way and it, it could it could be a lonely space sometimes and uh and if you're having those experience uh welcome welcome to the entrepreneurship world <laughs> yeah i'll add that um you know mentorship you mentioned it david you know uh we have a lot we have a lot of mentors some we've never met before some we meet once every two three years some we see you know every week but we have mentors man i mean uh i mean it, and they're in all different industries i mean we got uh you know artists we have people in financial institutions we have people that's in the academia world we have all these different types of mentors and, you know, you have to be an open, we're still learning. So you have to be an open book, a, a, a clean canvas, uh, because somebody's going to, you know, be a part of that art that you're creating. And so, you know, uh, I, I encourage any entrepreneur to, to, to have mentors, have mentors and be a mentor, uh, because it, it, it's, uh, you know, many hands make the work light. So, you know, you, you want to keep the right people involved in your journey through entrepreneurship because, uh, you know, your family depends on it because if you don't have these mentors, man, you drive your family crazy. Yeah. It's just nice to surround yourself with people that have been there, done that. I just think it's incredible value. Your network is your network. Yep, yes. And the more you surround yourself with people that are accomplished and successful, it just pushes you up. It has no choice but yep. to go up. But the more you surround yourself with people that are struggling, always have drama, always have issues, the more you find them pulling you down. <laughs> So that network is so crucial. I agree. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time. If you could wrap up with uh, how people can get a hold of you, if you want to share a website, email, social media, all those different things. Yeah, they can reach us at www.nogrease.com. 
my email uh, is nogrease72 at gmail. Uh, all our social media is no grease barbershop. Uh, so, you know, we are, you know, we make ourselves available. Uh, we're very intentional about relationships. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot from you, and I'm sure the listening audience learned a lot from you as well. I just say keep on grinding, baby. Keep doing yes, your sir. thing and keep building Absolutely. people up. You too, thank you, David. Thank you, brother. Be encouraged, Dave. You too. Thank you, guys. You have a great you day. Too. You too. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right. Over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top, adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, K as in Kangaroo, Y as in Yo-Yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day.